With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Red Blacks just kicked a field goal. Three minutes left in the third quarter. Blue Bombers in front, 13-12. Two games tomorrow. Calgary in the hammer. And the Elks home to Saskatchewan. It starts at 730 at Commonwealth Stadium. Our coverage on 630 Chad will commence with the countdown to kickoff at 6 o'clock. Hosted by Brendan Escott. You got Blake Dermott. You got Morley Scott. I think Dave Campbell still might chip in uh, remotely. He's in COVID protocol. Ryan King will handle the color commentary duties tomorrow night. Uh, Saskatchewan coming in 1-0. The Elks are 0-1. Baseball tonight, uh, well, it's 10-2. 10-2 Yankees leading the Blue Jays. New York batting in the top of the seventh. Stinger's about to tip off at the Expo Center. Canadian Elite Basketball League action. They're taking on the Saskatchewan Rattlers. A lot of good team names in that league. The United States Open. Two guys tied for the lead. Uh, One of them is a name I'm familiar with. I'm not as familiar with the other guy. Uh, That is Joel Damon. Colin Morikawa, they're both 500 par. As to talk a little golf, we got Murray McCourt from the ranch checking in. Murray, how are you doing, sir? Doing well. How about you? Well, I, the only thing I know about Joel Damon is uh, I saw him interviewed after the round, and I, I think in something like 137 events, this is the first time he's ever led or had the co-lead going into the weekend. So he's clearly been on tour for a while, but... Uh, Hasn't hasn't been able to, to to do much on the weekend, so this will be interesting to see how he does in the pressure of a U.S. Open. Well, I would not suspect that he'll uh, stick around the top of the leaderboard uh, tomorrow. But uh, you know, I uh, don't know a lot about him either. But I do know that he played in the PGA Tour Canada a number of years ago. So, you know, another alumni from the PGA Tour of Canada, you know, making a name for himself out there on the tour, which is uh, great to see. Okay. So I got to ask you about something. I, I, Murray, I, I know you're working, so I'm not sure how much you, I know that you always have golf on there at work, but you, you, you do have a job. And I, and I was watching bits and pieces of the tournament. Did you see, it was, a, it was over the lunch hour. Did you see Rory, or maybe you saw highlights in that tall grass green side on number three? No, I didn't see that okay. one. So he's, 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 so there's the green and then there's a bunker and then there's him. And as you've seen, the grass, the rough at the, the U.S. Open this week in, at the Country Club is, like, what, knee-high in some spots? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty snarly looking. <laughs> so they had a shot from behind Rory, and the ball's in that tall grass, but it was positioned that you could kind of see the ball. You could see this white fleck sticking out. So he swings at it, and the ball goes at about a 45-degree angle to the right and probably went about two feet. It just sputtered yeah. up in the air and landed. 
And then he tried to hit it again. Huge swing at it. And it, it I, I mean, it didn't move, or he probably moved it a couple inches. And then he chopped out, and he got it onto the green. And I just right, thought, so Rory, I feel your pain, except I'm, I don't have to play in knee-high rough. I mean, what, what, yeah. how do you even hit out of that? Well, it's, it's tough. I, I, that's a double bogey. You know what? I, I did walk by, and I saw he made a putt for it and made double bogey. I'm like, what in the heck happened on that hole? But no, now I know. But, you know, when you get in rough like that, it's it's real tough. I mean, you have to just literally swing as, as hard as you can to try to get through it and hope that the club doesn't uh, – Turnover at impact, and and uh, you know that you're never going to get any spin on it. So in that position, even if he would have got uh, a lot of club on the ball, it would, if it, he would have landed on the green, he just would have ran uh, across the other side of the green and perhaps got in the rough on the other side too. I mean, it's really, really, really difficult. And you know, when you see some of the, the scores uh, at the top of the leaderboard there at. Uh, uh, at several under par when you're dealing with those conditions that's uh, that's awfully good golf well I, the scores are lower for a u.s open because there are plenty of u.s opens in which the winner is above par and you and a lot how many guys are below par uh 23 players are below par and then a bunch of guys are even having said that it, it is a U.S. Open course. I mean, anything about, about the country club in Brookline that kind of stands out? For, I mean, certainly they've grown the rough up and all that kind of stuff, but what do you know about that course? Well, the, the thing about a golf course, especially the way they're taking care of it uh, for a U.S. Open, is it can change day to day. And, you know, they can choose not to water greens and uh, and uh, and cut them a little differently at lower heights and, and different things to speed the greens up and make them firmer. And so what's happened so far may not be the way it finishes out over the next couple of days. And I don't know what the weather is like, but, uh, you know, day one to day two, the leader, uh, the score didn't change very much. And so, you know, when push comes to shove at the end of uh, the weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, maybe three under wins, but you yeah. know, time is going to tell. It depends a little bit on weather and, and, and some other factors, but it is a U.S. open and, and they're going to probably toughen it up even a little bit more over the next uh, couple of days. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a battle out there for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, uh, it's always fun to watch. And, of course, the USGA loves to, uh, to punish the players <laughs> as they go through that. So we'll see how they're able to, uh, to, to stand up here. What, what do you, I mean, you're, you're a huge golf fan besides running the ranch, which we're going to talk about in a second. Are, are you, what do you think of this Live Golf Tour and some of the guys that have resigned from the, from the PGA Tour? Does, like, is, are, is things changing? Do you think this might be short-lived? What do you make of this? Well, I, I think that the, there's too much money behind it for it to be short-lived, so I don't really think it's, it's going anywhere. And, and, you know, when you think about it, uh, you know, the competition clearly isn't there today. I mean, it might be over time as more and more guys do choose to go over there, which I think is going to happen. Uh, you know, the, there's rumors out there of a, a few big names uh, heading over there and uh, announcing it next week after the U.S. Open, including Colin Morikawa is an, a big rumored name out there that's heading over right away. But, you know, uh, with any of us, we all have jobs. And if, uh, you know, some other company, even if it's a, a much lesser type of company, offers you uh, ten times the money that you're you're making and don't have to work near as much. It's pretty hard to say no. 
And so, you know, it was interesting hearing John Rom the other day talk saying, well, listen, I, I've made enough money already. I don't need to work again in my life and I could retire. So it's not about money for me. I want to stay on the PGA Tour where there's so much history and all that. And I thought his comments were were fabulous. And, you know, so at this stage, I mean, it's hard, hard to like much about it. Uh, you know, a guy named Charles Swartzel. Uh, wins $4.75 million for three rounds of golf. And there's a lot of, like, most guys on the PGA Tour are looking at that going, I'm better than him. So yeah. maybe I should win $4.75 million the next time. And uh, so more guys are going to go because that's just so much money. Uh, and they'll pay him to go over uh, up front as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But if too many more big names go, names go over, you got to think that the PGA Tour is going to have to start having some conversations uh, of what the future is going to look like because they don't want to lose uh, all their best players. But who ultimately loses, I think, is us as fans because we want to see the best players in the world playing together a lot more often. Uh, and this uh, has the potential to take that away from us and, and not see the, be- the best players all teeing it up uh, you know, uh, as often as we'd like to see it. Yeah, that's I worry about that too, or or even you know two separate ranking systems, and it's like, well, this guy is number one on this tour, but how like it just muddies things up. But I, but you're you make a good point. You can make more money because these are fifty four whole no cut events on the lift tour, right? So you're guaranteed to play Correct. three rounds, so you always have a chance. And every and everybody wins even a little bit of money. Even even the last place guy will get somewhat of a payout, right? A, a really good payout, or a good payout. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty good. They're getting paid. They're getting paid extremely well, and uh, that's why guys are going to go with it. So there's way less events, uh, and shotgun starts if you can believe it. Which yeah, that's right. Uh, so the guys that are over there are saying, well, that's better because uh, we don't have different weather conditions uh, with it, but. Boy, when I play a golf course, I sure like to start on number one because that's the way the whole the course is designed and the flow of the, the golf course is, is set up to flow a certain way. It's just it's just a different feel if you start on hole 13. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, it's and then the, the team element too, right, with the captains picking the team. Like, to me, that's a little gimmicky, but who knows? Maybe, and may, maybe you know, I've said this before, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm the generation that's being passed by now. With all these new things, so we'll, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> I hear you. All right. It's, uh... So la- last time we talked, uh, you guys were off and running at at the ranch. You, you mentioned playoff hockey might have taken uh, a little bit of the uh, uh, shine off the start of the golf season. How, how how are things going in the last couple of weeks? Well, I mean, weather's still been impactful, and you know, this week we had. Uh, uh, complete rain out for us on Tuesday. I know a few golf courses in the area were closed for Tuesday and Wednesday. There was so much rain that uh, they weren't able to get play out for a couple of days. But really unfortunate that uh, you know we haven't seen a better summer yet, and and people aren't wanting to go, get out uh, and play as much golf as normal. But you know June for us uh, at the ranch is a little different. Uh, we're extremely busy with corporate tournaments, which we haven't been able to do much of over the past couple of years for for obvious reasons, but uh, companies are back in full force doing tournaments. So rain or shine, we've been uh, having a really solid month uh, at, the, at the ranch with uh, all of that type of type of play happening. And, you know, once July comes, tournaments back off uh, a fair amount. And, 
and uh, lots more open opportunity for people to come out and play at our golf course. But but the course is in absolutely incredible condition, and I get so excited every time I can get out there and play because it's that good, so lots of fun. Yeah, and obviously the the drainage there, I mean, I assume that's no issue. I mean, you guys have accounted for all that water and everything. For sure, yeah. That's uh, the ranch takes water like a champ, and and uh, it goes away uh, so quickly and so easily that uh, we never really have any much for water issues. Uh, but the negative side to that is if we have a drought summer, which uh, you know we had a little bit of that last year, but for the most part, uh, we haven't seen a drought summer for for a decade or more now but we can dry out quicker than other golf courses as well Uh, but uh, you know like I said for the last decade or so we've had a lot more rainy uh, summers than dry summers so uh, you know all all good for us on those rainy days the golf course holds up extremely well okay remind people how they can book a tee time if they want to get out there well, the easiest thing to do is visit our website, theranchgolf.com, uh, through our online uh, booking uh, portal there. Uh, but uh, if you're old school, you can still phone 780-470-4700. 470-4700, easy to remember. Sometimes I, I'm old school, Murray. I just call. I'm going yeah. to call you. I'm gonna, I am I got some time off coming up, so I'm going to be calling you to get a tea time. Is that fair? Uh, all right. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Hey, thanks for checking in, Marie. We'll do this again in in a few weeks. Uh, Glad things are off and running at the ranch, and I will see you soon. All right, you take care. The uh, Ranch Golf and Country Club. Yeah, great spot to play. Uh, i got to get out there. I'm going to start golfing here a little more, of course. Uh, I was was happy the season was delayed because the Oilers went deep into the playoffs, but now with a little more time, especially in the morning, so I'll get out there and and whack it around a little bit. I've golfed a couple times. if you've listened to the show regularly over the years, you know that I often lament what a poor golfer I am. But I will say so far this year, not completely incompetent. Now, don't get me wrong, still incompetent as a golfer, but not completely incompetent, which is nice. I'll tell you what we're going to do here. We got a uh, a pair of passes to play 18 holes at the ranch. 780-496-0063, caller number three is going to get to go to the ranch inside sports on chat. Your home for all the news and expert opinion inside sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 chat. I would like to congratulate Nathan who has won the passes to go play at the ranch. Nathan, maybe I'll see you out there. Thanks for listening to the show tonight. Reed Wilkins with you, taking you into the weekend. Uh, Winnipeg leading Ottawa 13-12 with 10-15 left in the fourth quarter. Friday night football in the CFL. Uh, the Blue Jays, uh, well, they've scored another run, but they're far behind. 10-3, the Yankees leading the Jays. Toronto batting in the bottom of the seventh. Chris Gardner, the studio producer tonight, as Kellen Kennedy is going to work the Elks game tomorrow. So you got tonight off. Chris, how are you, my man? Doing all right, my friend. Having no. some fun. You and I have uh, known each other several years. We, we haven't actually talked about uh, sports a lot. Are you, are, you a, are you a golfer? Do you enjoy golf in any way? Uh, the only things I like about golf are the driving range and then the mini putt. Okay. So, well, the driving range is where you practice golf. <laughs> no, that's a main event for me. I, I, okay. I've got very little time for the mid-game. 
So you don't actually like the uh, you don't actually like golfing per se in terms of the whole experience of the round. You no, like, no. Uh, my favorite part's getting it around the old windmill uh, arms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, mini mini golf can be fun for sure. Okay, so uh, I, I obviously golf. Uh, I don't know a little bit every summer, and uh, I enjoy the game, though I often complain about it. But I earlier this week, and I'll, I I, I want to tell this story because usually when I talk about golf. And I've been doing this for, for years on Inside Sports. I often am telling all of you how awful I am and how upset I am about something that happened in a round or how I'm ready to quit or, or whatever. I had, a, I had on Monday a top five golf shot of my life moment. And it was a, it was a putt. So, uh, so I, it was Sunday afternoon, first of all, and I get a text from Slav Kornick over at Global. And I've known Slav, uh, Slav going back... I've known him, I don't know, 17, 18 years. We worked together in Lloyd Minster. And Slav's gone on to, uh, you know, he was uh, coaching at Nate. He's been on the U of A coaching staff. He works at Global. And Slav's an incredible athlete. He, he played basketball for Nate. And uh, I think he's the second or third all-time leading scorer in the school's history. He's he's not a big guy. Like, I'm I'm short. He's He's less tall than me, so to speak. But he's he's an incredible athlete, and he's he's really gotten into golf. And he's one of these people where if he gets into something, he gets into it. So he practices in his, I think he's got a net in his basement and does stuff in his yard or whatever. So he texts me Sunday and said, I'm going to play Ravencrest Monday morning. Do you want to go with me? I was like, yeah, I can, I can go. So there's a par three on the back nine and I hit my tee shot onto the green and I'm left of the flag just off the fringe and a little bit past the hole. And we all walk up, and the green is really slanted back to front. I'm sorry I can't remember the whole number. If you play Ravencrest, you probably know what I'm talking about. And uh, so one of the, the the other gentlemen we were playing with had a similar putt to me, but he was on the other side of the green, and he was a little further away. I was probably 35, 30, 25 to 30 feet away. And this green is really slanted. I'm thinking I'm going to have to aim way left to have a chance. So I see this other gentleman aiming his putt, and I'm thinking he's not aiming far enough up the slope. And sure enough, he misses the putt down low. So then I go, and I hit this putt, and it, you know it's downhill breaking left to right, and I probably started off 10 feet left of the hole. And Slav Kornick, in his incredible supportive friendship manner, kind of chuckles and be like, you think there's a lot of break, eh? And <laughs> so I'm like, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Like I'm the one reading the putt. So it's going and going. And then it, it hits the ridge. It, it hits the ridge and it takes the ridge and it dives toward the hole. And now the other guys we're playing with are kind of starting going, Oh, wow. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. That's a good putt. And it's creeping towards the hole, creeping towards the hole and it's slowing down. And then it turned into one of those shots where it, it looks like the ball's going to stop about an inch short of the hole and it's almost stopped. And all of a sudden it does that one final rotation. It drops into the cup for a birdie. Now I make about six birdies a summer. <laughs> so, so to make one like that on a, on a putt like that, that, that really was quite unlikely to make, uh, I was celebrating and I'm never going to let Slav live it down that he was quite negative about my original line on that shot. That was the gopher pushing it in. <laughs> yes, the, a little gopher. He was underneath. He was burrowing underneath. He gave that one little extra tremor. <laughs> and, and in went the ball. And it seriously was a top five shot of my life. Now, I'm being positive and optimistic tonight. 
I promise you, everybody, I'll live up to the expectations next time I talk about my golf game and tell you about a truly horrific shot and how disappointed I am in myself. <laughs> All right, but I made one. I made one good one. There's my one good one for the summer. Big thanks to Chris Gardner. Working as the studio producer tonight, Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports Elks. Tomorrow, pregame show at 6, game at 7.30 as they host Saskatchewan. Maybe I'll see you there. My name's Reed. Take care. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.